When someone has a passion for what they do, it comes through in the product they provide their customers. Just ask LaRocca's Pizza's new owner, Jason Johnson, about their crust. They make it every day and let it rise for a minimum of 24 hours before they use it for their pizza. And his staff doesn't want to do anything they won't be the best at. And you can taste it in their pizza. LaRocca's Pizza, just a half block north of the I-470 Engage Boulevard exit. Come taste the difference. It's time for Real Estate 101 with the Carrie Brown team from Preferred Advisors. Good Saturday morning to you. This is Carrie Brown, Associate Broker with EXP Realty, and you're listening to Real Estate 101. I am here with my guest co-host, Broderick J. Rowe. Broderick is from ERA out of Wichita. Thanks for joining me again, Broderick. Thanks for having me, Carrie. Glad to be here. This week, we're going to talk about real estate, as in being a broker, being an agent, what that means to the consumer, because most people have no clue, um, or not everybody does, and um, the ups and the downs, just in case you're thinking about one or the other. So, speaking as a broker, Broderick, what would be your best tip to a new agent getting started? Uh, best tip, boy, I, uh, I guess I should ask what you were going to ask me so I could prepare for it. <laughs> On the but, spot. Uh, yeah, on the spot. Um, I, w- I would tell you that in, in, in hindsight, reflecting back, being licensed for 15, 16 years, now being a broker for uh, almost 10, I would tell you that if you think you want to do real estate, try it. Go through the classes, do the coursework, pass your test. And what I tell all agents, and I think we've talked a number of years ago, keep an open mind, and if you don't like it, that's okay. But if you do like it, whatever it is, because it's, it's not what you think it is, it's different, uh, embrace it, enjoy it. You've, you've, really got to, you've really got to like it. I, I love being an agent. And I really enjoy being a broker. My best tip would be track everything. Um, Because once you really do start getting a lot of business, it's amazing how fast it can get away from you. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I started out part-time. I thought, well, this is going to be a kick-around thing. And my third year in, I was full-time and already had hired staff. Um, and then started hiring buyers agents. Um, so you never know where it's going to go to. The other thing is every morning you have to treat it like a job. Um, what people don't know, statistically speaking, 80% fail. And they do that because, number one, they don't know how to... They go from usually having a job where they have a boss that tells them what to do. And then they go to not having that person telling them you have to get up you have to be here by eight you have to do this you have to do that and you allow yourself to breathe a little too long and when I say breathe that's I spend the day in my sweatpants I've you know organized the entire house um people don't know that you're you even exist I mean I joke all the time with our agents at the office I'm on radio tv I have sold over a thousand homes I have been doing this almost 17 years. I've owned a company, and there are still people that have no clue what I do for a living. You pull off an amazing feat. That's amazing. <laughs> um, you can't stay home in your sweatpants, though. 
they've accused it, uh, and they've likened it with the 80-20 rule, it's probably more like a 90-10 rule. 10% of the agents probably do 90% of the business. I agree. And those are the agents, and you said track it, absolutely. And, and, and you know, if you want to get something done, find an, and if you want to transact on a piece of real estate successfully, find a busy agent. Um, my dad always said, if you want to get something done, ask a busy guy uh, or a busy person. But, you know, the, the, the 10% of the agents that are doing 90% of the transactions, they're not only in the office early, they're in the office early every day. And they're the last ones to leave or the last ones to, to pull into the driveway after they've been to, you know, two or three closings and, and shown 10 or 15 properties and listed two or three properties. You've got, you've got to you've got to like it because you have to work harder being self-employed than punching a traditional time clock. And there's listen, there's nothing wrong with that. My dad worked at a factory for you know, 40 years, and he ran a business on the side. Uh, great work ethic. Uh, but if you're going to be self-employed in the real estate world as an agent or a broker, you've got to you've got to hit it. And you've got to hustle. You really do. And you can't just wait by the phone and hope it's going to ring. You actually have to be out talking to people, out doing things, letting people know what you do for a living. Um, that being said, you also have to have amazing follow through. Um, I have, there have been times to where I have got, you know, 20 people that I'm dealing with and, and everybody's happy. And then there's that one that maybe I, you know, didn't call enough or you know they needed a higher amount of communication than what I actually had time to give um, and some people want to hear from you every day some people want to hear from you once a week um, when you have a huge portfolio you really have to be clear about what your expectations are um, and balancing everything can be really really tough if you've got one house for sale it's completely different than it is whenever you have, um, I think right now we have like $58 million in property. Um, that's a lot. But my team and I, every day I answer questions. Most of the time people would think that that was the only listing I had. You just have to remember, communicate, follow through, follow up with the showings. Think outside of the box. Um like Broderick and I have been talking about on the past two shows, I don't know how more outside of the box you can get. You know, if you're going to trade snakes and trucks for houses, that, that's, <laughs> that is definitely dancing outside of the box, poking at it. I mean, that's outside of the box. Um, sometimes some, sometimes you start the conversation with, what are you going to do with this money after we transact? And I'm going to buy snakes and trucks. Well, let's just go find snakes and trucks. <laughs> yeah, it's really about honing in on what the person is saying to you and listening. Um, it's funny, I, when, I, when I say that, most of the time when we're working with buyers, they say, I want this, I want it in this area, I want it to look like this. And they oftentimes get really frustrated with real estate agents because they send them all these things that don't look or fit into that box. But I can tell you without a doubt, at least 90% of the time, people do not buy what they described in the area that they asked for it in or what it looked like. It can be completely different. They just shift gears. And that's the reason why a lot of agents will send you things that they think, okay, this could be it. 
um, it's not necessarily that they don't listen. We just are so used to, sometimes that shifts gears and you just have to say, okay, maybe this isn't, this isn't it. Um, or, or, or this is exactly what you asked for, but it's in a different subdivision than you told me to show you in. Exactly. It's a, it's a counseling and it's a growing and it's a learning process. And, and, and being, just be present when you're working with your clients, whether you're uh, working with buyers or sellers. Sometimes you learn more from what they don't say. Um, Carrie and I have both been in situations where you may uh, be meeting with one of the spouses. I always ask is, you know, are, are you're, you know, I notice there's two people on title. Are you going to be the only decision maker or, um, you know, do you want your wife here as well? And, um, and you know, you, you do, we do, we try to do a little research, try to have an interview process to where, you know, uh, we can discover if that's uh, an intelligent question or not. You know, everybody has personal situations, and it's a relationship. It's not just about that property at that time. It's about learning and being involved and being active with your client. And I would say always remember that your client is a person and not a check. So exactly, I see that a lot. Um, I had a deal not too long ago that the agent would not even let the buyer know that the offer was accepted until she knew she was getting paid on a home warranty. It was a fifty dollar yeah. check. That's yeah. that. <laughs> it's if 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 you are looking for a, a trade where it's just about the money, this isn't this isn't this isn't what you want to do. No, it's it, definitely it, relationship. And you mentioned transaction or check. Um, our entire process is relational, not transactional. It, yeah, the, the, everything adds up at the end of the year, and you you know you did you know this many properties, or you, know, you had to do uh, this meeting with your accountant or this meeting with your attorney. But I get lost in the transaction, and I let other professionals take care of that part. I I like the interface. I like the uh, the interaction. That's the reason why I hired a team. Um, but I would say hiring a team, owning a brokerage, let's go into those. Um, for me, hiring a team, I was really, I wanted family. I wanted to feel like a, a unit. What I found is not everybody wants what you want. Most people just wanted business. Um, and so you have to really be very clear about what your expectations are and not just assume that people can feel what you feel. Um, but with that being said, you've got to do it the right way. I can tell you the best lessons and the hardest lessons I've ever learned always cost me a lot of money. Um, so I learned how to run a team based on a book because nobody at the time here was running a team, at least not in the era that I started in, the way I did. Um, there was one that had been here two technically before, but they had already retired. Um, the rest of them were all kind of husband and wife. Um, not that that's right. not a team. I mean, that's like a perfect team. But, um, sure. you know, unless you don't want to talk about everything at home. Um, but putting a structure together, really understanding who's doing what, 
there are so many different types of teams. Um, for me, it was really never about my name so much as it was about client interaction. When you get so busy that you cannot take care of everybody, for me, that's the pivotal point for a team. I knew that I was going to drop the ball. And so the first thing I hired was staff because people like me that like people aren't necessarily great at paperwork. It wasn't that I couldn't do it because I totally can. It was that I didn't want to. So I hired people that were better at it than I was, more organized. And then from there, my next hire was a buyer's agent um, because I couldn't get to all the different places because I, I leaned more towards the listing side. Although I will say I love to do both. Um, I'm just pretty effective at being on the listing side. Yeah, and I and I, I, I share a similar role in, in our office. I still do personal production uh, as well as, uh, you know, I uh, have a management team, ownership team that we uh, run the company with, but... I, I personally enjoy working with buyers. I just don't have in my day-to-day uh, schedule the amount of time that it requires to work with buyers, even though I really enjoy it. Uh, so I, like you, try to focus on listings. And we have a, a process that we you know revisit and, and follow up with our uh, past and current clients. And if a buyer, and I've had one recently, a couple recently, that insist on working with me on their purchase, uh, you know, I, I never tell them no. First of all, I, I have a hard time telling buyers and sellers no. But I will let one of my associate brokers show properties until they find one they like, and then I will step in and work the transaction. I've got assistants that help me. Uh, with a number of those processes, but if it's very, very important to them, if you know, if it's a good friend of mine, you know, kid or repeat client or uh, you know somebody that you know, I'm really close to and want to make sure that they're in touch or they insist on it, we'll accommodate it. But you know, like like Carrie said, she's she's got a lot of irons in the fire, and she does have to manage those processes to make sure everybody has that same experience. We are already at the time for a break. We're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors, and we'll be back more to talk about what it's like to be a real estate broker. Thanks for joining us on Real Estate 101. Join us here in just a few. Southwest Topeka has a good neighbor. State Farm agent Jim Garrison, now at 29th and Urish. If your current insurance situation has you going around in circles, get off the roundabout and stop in and meet Jim and his wonderfully efficient staff. Let Jim Garrison give you a quote and make the Garrison comparison. He's confident that with State Farm's competitive rates, the right coverage, and his unmatched service, you'll want to make him your new insurance agent. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And Jim Garrison is there for you, northeast of the roundabout at 29th and Urish. When someone has a passion for what they do, it comes through in the product they provide their customers. Just ask LaRocco's Pizza's new owner, Jason Johnson, about their crust. They make it every day and let it rise for a minimum of 24 hours before they use it for their pizza. And his staff doesn't want to do anything they won't be the best at. And you can taste it in their pizza. LaRocco's Pizza, just a half block north of the I-470 Engage Boulevard exit. Come taste the difference. 
It's the season for brand new mulch, and Brown's Tree Service has got your yard covered. Brown's Tree Service utilizes hardwood mulch that retains more moisture. Not only does mulch make your yard more appealing, it also reduces weeds, improves soil, and creates insulation for plants. Get the right mulch for your job at Brown's Tree Service. They shred it, haul it, and spread it in bulk. Or you can haul it yourself for the personal touch to your property. Call Brown's Tree Service at 785-379-9212 or visit online at Brown's Tree Service LC. At SportsMomsUnited.com, we celebrate every athlete and support every sports mom. SportsMomsUnited.com is on a mission to put logic back in youth sports. When you ask young athletes why they play sports, their number one answer is fun. For them, that means being on a team, making new friends, having a good time, all of which are awesome memories. We add to the memories by featuring an athlete of the day and sharing their story. Nominate an athlete today at www.SportsMomsUnited.com. Thanks for joining us again. This is Carrie Brown, Associate Broker at EXP Realty and the Preferred Advisors team. I am back with Broderick J. Rowe. Broderick is a broker owner at um, ERA in Wichita. Thanks for joining me again, Broderick. You're responsible for everyone that works for you. And if Correct. they should make bad decisions, you're responsible. Correct. Well, let, 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 let's clarify. Do a, do a quick parallel. Uh, there's... there's uh, We've got about 32, 33 brokers in our particular office in Wichita, but not all of them are supervising brokers. So you right. can be a broker, but not necessarily supervise. So I assume you're asking what's it like to be a supervising broker. Yes. I, I am a supervising broker. We actually have two supervising brokers. We we have a couple of uh, locations, and I, I, I liken it to a story. Uh, I, I like to do... Uh, uh, tell a story and relate it to uh, the question. Uh, so, when you when you learn to drive a car, that's one experience. When you learn, when you are teaching one of your children to drive a car, that's a completely different experience, and you have a new appreciation for how to communicate with your words, how to do it properly. Uh, I'm also a I'm also a private pilot. It's one thing to have somebody show you. It's quite another thing to sit in the other seat and give them all the instructions of how not to wreck the plane that you're in. <laughs> um, so tie that over into supervising brokerage. Now you were, up to that point, fairly competent in your trade or your vocation. Or you it's should be because you're going to wish you were. <laughs> exactly what once you get your broker's license and get uh, the authority from the state to supervise, now your instructions and your your wisdom at that point, or lack thereof, in your words, will affect how they conduct themselves and uh, ultimately how it, could, it affects the consumer. Uh, we, as, as uh, licensed brokers in the state of Kansas, um, we enter to the state. We're licensed by the state, and if something goes wrong, whether we were personally involved or not, we're responsible for the activities of our licensed uh, licensed agents that we supervise. You know, we use a couple of terms in our industry. One is uh, negligent, and one is uh, fraudulent. Uh, and uh, somebody, there may be a fraudulent activity. Uh, and those are the things that we vehemently, I mean, we do everything we can to counsel and direct and train 
and, and get a good sense of our relationships to make sure those things aren't happening. But sometimes somebody just didn't know what they didn't know. And so we do a lot of training and, um, uh, they've got a couple of terms, uh, like we just said, negligent misrepresentation and fraudulent misrepresentation. Well, there's still a deficiency, and our goal is to avoid both of those. Some young agents coming into the business, I'll say, you know, this is a two-way interview. Uh, we want to make sure, A, that you want to do the trade, and, and B, that you want to do it properly. And Because uh, you're going to be representing us as a company and us as an industry, and when you're out helping buyers and sellers and if you just don't have that attention to detail, it might not be a good matchup because this is a very important transaction for somebody. And, you know, this is their first home or this is uh, their home has become very valuable and they've paid it off and they want to use it to retire with. So we want to make sure that the public's taken care of at a high level. And, um, I always make myself available um, for transactions uh, whenever uh, the public is in the office meeting with the agents. I'll introduce myself and say, hey, here's my card. If you need anything, you're in good hands, but if you have a question, just give me a call. And, uh, you know, when you manage, uh, you know, a larger group of agents, um, you know, it's you've, you've, you've got to make sure you honor those texts when they come in the middle of the night uh, or those phone calls and, uh, and be available. Absolutely. And ultimately, training someone so that they know what is acceptable because, you know, everybody wants to trust everybody, but you still have to be able to account for what's going on around you. Um, And that involves a lot of interaction whenever possible. And you think about it, a lot of agents don't go into the office. I really think you're missing out if you don't. or if for us, we do a lot of Skype. We do have an office, but we, we not Skype, we Zoom um, so that we can see each other and, and train. Um, we have a virtual world where I'll put thing up, things up on the board and I'll train those like contracts. Um, I put together six months worth of training. And honestly, I burnt everybody out because I did so much at one time. And it was, you know, unless you're doing it in practice, it's kind of hard. So this year I'm like, okay, we're going to pick our subjects and then we're going to have some social time, but we're also going to have some training time. And, you know, it's really just about finding balance and making sure that you understand what you're doing. Because you have to remember buying and selling a house is typically the most expensive thing anybody ever does. And it is very much about making sure that their asset is protected. Absolutely. So, Broderick, what is the craziest thing that you've seen happen in the industry? Maybe it's a safety issue. I, I had an agent call me up and said, uh, we've got, uh, maybe it's the scariest thing. They uh, had somebody call in. They lived next door to the house they wanted to look at, but they wanted the agent to pull in the garage so them... Uh, them and their dog could get in the car and then they would pull next door and look at the house, which was just weird. And they didn't get the agent. They got me. I, I went in their stead. Was a was a young uh, female agent and she called me. She was freaked out. And uh, I said, yeah, yeah, I'll take care of it. There's a commission you're going to get paid, but I'm going to go in instead of you. And so maybe, maybe I was just being a protective uh, broker of our agent. But, uh, 
Um, they didn't let me in the house. They didn't. I knocked on the door. They didn't open the garage door. It was a weird request. So, so maybe not. Maybe not crazy, but a little spooky for the agent. I would say the craziest thing that I've walked in on um, was the house that I was selling, and um, they were hoarders, but they were also felons. They weren't supposed to be there. Um, oh. Yeah, showed up with the sheriff. So for everybody that thinks that selling real estate is just shiny houses, it's not always. Um, and as we were leaving, there was a felon that ran out from the basement. Um, and we had just been in the basement so and did oh not see them. They were covered in clothes. So that's probably the craziest thing. I, it's one of the crazy things. Thankfully, <laughs> most of the time, that does not happen. But you definitely... Um, you definitely get to experience a lot. So your safety is by far the most important. A lot of times you'll get buyers or sellers that'll say, especially buyers, that will say, I don't want to get financed until I know I can buy. Well, you also, as a, and I know that there are consumers listening, um, you have to realize that that level of, first off, you can't buy the house without being financed anyway, unless you got, unless you have cash. Um, but that also shows us that you're serious. Um and when we make an offer, we know that we can actually do our job. But at the same time, it's about safety. Um, because we know that you have obviously provided documentation to show who you are, that you are able to purchase, um, and you're less likely to hold us up and steal our jewelry or, you know, rob us or anything like that. It does happen. You know, it's it's crazy. In Arkansas, um, a gal, her name was Beverly, went out to show some land where she, this guy said that he was going to build. He left a copy of his driver's license. Um, they had met at the office, and he killed her. So Yeah, it was a, that was a bad deal. Yeah, and there was no ties to who she was or who he was. It was just a random act. So when you're asked to provide documentation or you're asked to go ahead and get your pre-approval ready which should be your very first step in buying a house anyway um and you as a as if you're thinking about being an agent or are an agent it's important not to be a pop tart and that's what we call agents that just hop up and they'll go show everybody respect your trade um respect your safety your family wants you to come home so know who you're dealing with they, they do they do, and and there's and there's some markets, and and just speaking to the market, you know the the, the ebb and flow of uh, what we're experiencing right now. You know there there are some, you know, and and we we real estate goes in cycles. You have more of a buyer's market in some uh, instances, and more of a seller's market in other uh, times. Right now, the, the inventory is very low, and. To protect you and your time as a consumer, you got to be on point. You've got to be ready to pull the trigger or have the ability to buy and maybe do a bridge loan. And, you know, everybody's circumstances are different, but we're getting 10 and 12 offers on properties right now. And those sellers are looking very closely because we work both, you know, we work with the sellers sometimes, sometimes we work with the buyers, but sellers are looking very closely at who can buy, who can buy now, and who can close in a time frame that, you know, that we can participate in to make our next purchase. Um, so it's, it's not if your agent's asking you to get, get your house ready and on the market and get a sign in the yard before you start looking, 
they're not in most circumstances they're not giving you bad counsel they're just trying to um, put you in first position when you uh, when you do find the home you want absolutely so in closing remarks what would be one thing you would say to a brand new agent today have six months worth of income saved up if this is going to be the only thing you do as a full-time job or have a day job and you know double down on the evenings and weekends or whatever shift you're not working if you're gainfully employed uh, prior to this career um, you know have your uh, have your reserves in place and uh, know that you're going to have to work harder in the beginning to get your pipeline started my one thing i would say to a brand new agent today would be don't follow all the shiny objects um that every day once you get licensed everybody wants to sell you something um and you may not have the budget to do that um and you can waste a lot of money and that's another reason why i say track everything because you want to know where that money was spent and what the return was on absolutely everything again trust me when i do things i always do it the most expensive way possible so that's really good advice i've already paid the price don't do it so um it's called tuition it's not expensive it's just tuition that's what you paid to learn it yeah i learned that yeah exactly all right so broderick how would they get a hold of you if they have questions you can reach me at 316-722-9393 and uh, they'll they'll get the message to me they'll connect you to my cell phone um or you can go to garkansas.com and if you're looking to buy or sell or you want to know about being an agent with exp my number is 785-213-5188 be sure and check out our website at preferredadvisorsteam.com thanks for listening to real estate 101 Thank you for listening to Real Estate 101 with the Carrie Brown team from Preferred Advisors. 